0: Hello, my name is Dylan. On today's episode of Stuck With No Evidence, we will be reviewing the case of Richard Ramirez, known as the Night Stalker. He was an American serial killer. Ramirez raped and tortured over 25 of his victims and killing over a dozen. A lot of his crimes were committed in the victims' homes. Ramirez's first serious crime had involved his cousin's wife. Though Mike was the one who murdered his wife, Ramirez was at the scene of the crime. He didn't do anything to stop it. After that, his journey began. The Night Stalker. Here's a clip of a little girl that got abducted by the Night Stalker.
1: I was six, and my first memory of that night is the window opening, and being woken up, and then being ushered out the window, and being carried kind of hurts me to say that there was a familiarity, um, you know, he reminded me of a family member and, you know, I was half asleep, I didn't know what was going on, so I thought, well, you know, that's okay, I know him, so I guess this is okay that I'm going. I don't know how long I was in the car or what it looked like but i do remember there was one point where we were driving and he looked at me and he said, you know, open up the glove bu- the glove compartment and i did and there was a gun inside and he, you know, shut it and just kind of like just so you know that's there. Things started from there. Um, you know look at him and touch him and things like that. Um, And then we got to where we were going. I remember there being German shepherds barking in a chain link fence. And he made me get into a zipped up duffel bag. And he like told me, you need to be quiet. You need to get in here. Like, don't mess with me do what I say. We had to walk through a room with a couch and everything was dark and kind of dingy. The windows were covered with drapery or just something that made it dark and, I don't know, just slimy. Food packages and takeout stuff around very not my house. There was just this soundtrack of Madonna going on. Holiday and Like a Virgin, all of those songs. Over and over. I remember saying, stop, this hurts, don't. Or like why are you doing this you know I'd, I'd say like oh can I go to the bathroom and he would stop what he was doing and take me over to the sink and sit me on the sink and then nothing would happen for a while Then he'd take me back and continue and I would ask again like I have to go to the bathroom can you please stop and he would keep stopping but like each time it's like alright I know you don't have to go something in the way that he would look at me that it was almost like, I'm sorry that I'm doing this to you, but I'm not sorry because I'm not going to stop. He put me in the bag again to leave the place where we were. And after a while, we stopped on the side of the road and he said, you know, there's a gas station over there. I want you to go in there and I want you to tell them to call 911 and have them get your family to come get you. Um, so he let me go.
0: As you can see, Ramirez did not have a specific target group. He just took her. here with Holly. What do you think was his motive? Well, I don't really think that he had an actual motive. I think just because of the way that he grew up um, made him do all the horrible things that he did. Uh, He looked up to his cousin, and his cousin um, was telling him all the things that happened um, to him when he was in Vietnam. And also seeing his cousin kill his own wife played a huge part in how he turned out. Um, I believe all of the Vietnam stories that he was told just made him think, That was just a normal thing to do. And then as time went on, it just became his regular behavior. So I don't really think he had a motive. It was just what he saw um, and learned when he was growing up as a kid. Okay, thank you. One more question. What do you think was the most disturbing part of the whole case? Um, I think the most disturbing part would have probably been the little girl that he abducted. Um, I say this because it showed that he had no specific um, type that he chose to victimize. Him taking the young girl and sexually assaulting her was horrible. He could have killed her, but he didn't. He ended up letting her go when he dropped her off at the gas station um, and told her to go in and call um, or have the people that work there call 911 um, so that she could get back to her family. And then hearing her talk about all the horrible things he did to her um, in an interview that she did makes it even more disturbing. Okay, thank you for your input. Two
1: young paper boys discovered what appeared to be the latest victim on a hillside in northeast Los Angeles. The body had been dumped 15 feet down an embankment in a residential neighborhood. The victim was a woman, about 20 years old, and the body was nude. home from the desk, and they say it's a possible overdose. We uncovered the body. You could see ligature marks on her wrists, you could see ligature marks on her ankles, and you could see a ligature mark around her neck. It stood out right away. This wasn't an overdose. This was a murder. Women raped, bound, and strangled. Their bodies found scattered in hilly areas. Early Saturday morning, the body of 18-year-old Paula Glenn Ward was found in a secluded lover's lane. The body of 21-year-old Carolyn Williams was found. These have been attributed to a killer called the Hillside Strangler. The Hillside Strangler was a huge story in Los Angeles. Eleven bodies, eleven women, all of them dumped on hillsides where they would be easy to spot. They were nude. Uh, They were posed. One of our theories was we could be dealing with either cops or pretend cops because there was no sign of a struggle ever with any of the victims. When they were taken off the street, they went willingly. But a palm print was found on the car of the 13th victim, 20-year-old Cindy Hudsfeld in california a former security guard has been sentenced to life in prison for some of the hillside strangler killings kenneth bianchi admitted to a los angeles court that he committed five of the so-called hillside stranglings he agreed to plead guilty to the killings and to testify against his cousin angelo bono the
0: oddity of it was
1: there were two killers who were cousins figuring that out was one hell of a job there were a lot of other men and women who were working on this case, but Frank was the guy who put it all together. And when Frank Salerno did that, he just sort of said, Whoa, that was very difficult. To do. All of the California citizens were scared, not even to mention everybody else in the country. Two murderers, that was something that you would see once in a lifetime let alone three going on.